Well, this morning, I'm happy to um, just introduce to you our speaker, Reverend Terrence Rollerson. Uh, over the past 20 years, Terrence has pastored six churches in Minnesota and Michigan. Two passions have guided him throughout his career, loving people through pastoral care and multi-ethnic ministry. He's earned his Master's of Divinity from Luther Seminary and is ordained with the Evangelical Covenant Church. He is the author of Broken Yet Called, published by Good Soil Press in June of 22. Terrence has been married to Michelle for 28 years and considers it a blessing to be father to Michaela and Elijah. He also enjoys cooking, cycling, working out when time allows, and James Bond movies. Um, would you help welcome to the stage this morning well, I should also mention he's our Director of Intercultural Engagement and Belonging here at Northwestern as well. Um, <laughs> Welcome up, Terrence Rollerson. Thank you, man. Yeah, if you were to ever see my everyday email address, it's RevT007. I like to say to people, I won't be shaken by the evil one, but I love to be stirred by the spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to jump right in into this. And because I don't have a lot of time, I want to give you my message in a nutshell. Three words, listen, respond, stand. And in fact, this section right here, repeat after me, listen. Oh, tell me like you know it. Listen. Listen. Middle section. Boy, I'm so aware of the gap right here. <laughs> uh, middle section. Uh, respond. Respond. Thank you. Section over here. Stand. Stand. Let's see if we got it. Respond. You got it in a nutshell, but let me put some meat on it. I'm so aware that at this moment of time, you all may be feeling weary, a little tired. You're about to go on to, you know, go enter into your spring break uh, the rest of this week and uh, into next week. And there are moments in life where you may feel, I know that I do where there are seasons of dryness. And that's what I want to talk to you about, having faith in the dry seasons. I don't think there's any person in this room at this time that could ever say that they don't ever feel like there are moments where you feel, where you don't feel spiritually dry. It happens to all of us. And what's important is is how we work through that. And so I want to open us up with the, with the, with the text from um, Hebrews 11:7. You know this text, right? By faith Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen and motivated by godly fear, built an ark to deliver his family by faith. He condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes through faith. Here's, so I want to talk to you about how how Noah moved through a season of dryness. When God spoke, 
in that moment and said, I'm going to bring a flood. I'm going to bring rain. I don't think Noah can conceive what that actually meant. I don't think Noah could have, have, have had the full understanding of what God was talking about. Of course, Noah knew about rain, water from it coming from the sky, but God said, I'm going to have you build a boat that's going to carry you and your family to safety. Noah could not conceive what he was about to enter into. But let's take a look how Noah moved through this moment. So out of Genesis 6, we hear uh, these words, make yourself an ark out of gopher wood. Make, it, make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. So Noah heard these words. He listened to what God had to say. Now, you may say when you're in seasons of dryness, it may be hard for you to, to listen and so I say to you that maybe the first place for you to begin is to just listen to the promises that God has given to you. Just start there. Promises like out of, out of uh, Deuteronomy 31. Remind, remind yourself of these promises where God says, God is, God is always with you. Always with me. So in the midst of the season of dryness, you do not have to fear because God is, in fact, with you. It's an important promise for you to embrace and receive. Another promise out of the book of Proverbs chapter 3, God is always in control. And, and when we are in seasons of dryness, we tend to feel out of control. Anybody feel in control when you're going through moments of spiritual dryness? No, we actually feel out of control. So to receive the promise that God is in control is, is, is an amazing gift for us to listen to. But what I also want you to listen to is what might God be calling you to in the midst of this season of dryness? What might God be calling you to? So you, gotta be, so you have to position yourself to be able to hear God speak to you. God said to Moses and gave him a shopping list on how to build this boat, what he would need to build this boat so that he could be safe from the rain that was about to come. I want you to, I want you to hear me say, that if you are willing, God always has something for you to do, even in seasons of dryness, if you're willing to step out in faith. I know it to be true for myself. I could tell you about, if I had the time, I could tell you about three, four years ago, one of the biggest seasons of dryness. And I heard God say, write a book. Or actually, it was more like, this is going to be a season of writing. And I said to God, what in the world are you talking about? Particularly because most people, I'm, I'm pretty open with this, so not everybody knows this about me, but I have dyslexia. So, so writing, and particularly part, a portion of the dyslexia I have is called dysgraphia, where I actually have moments, 
many moments where it is literally hard for me to get what's in my head down on the page. So when God says this is going to be a season of writing, what, what a, do you know me, God? <laughs> Oftentimes, God will call you out of what is normal for you. Did you catch that? Oftentimes, God will call you out of what is normal for you if you're willing to listen. But you can't just listen because you also have to respond. You also have to respond. Genesis 7, 5, and Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah responded to what God had called him to do. Noah, I want you to build a boat. It needs to be this dimension. It needs to be this side, this wide, this long, this high, this many rooms. You need to make it out of this. You need to put this on the inside and the outside of this. And Noah took hammer and nail to hand and got to work. Noah took hammer and hand, uh, nail to hand and got to work. He worked for 70 plus years building that boat. When Noah was about 600 years old, when he heard these words, right, I'm tired now. And God tells him to go build a boat. Hmm. He responded. And oftentimes we need to respond to what God has to say or what he is calling us to. And again, it is not, it will not always fit our reality. It just will not. The question is, will you respond? Amid the dry season, will you have enough faith to respond? Responding in dry seasons just might be the thing that helps you out of the dry season. But you have to respond. And our last word, Stand, right? We need to listen to God's word. We need to respond to God's word. And the last one, we need to stand on God's word. So important. Again, in Genesis 7, it says, uh, verse 13, on the very same day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah, and Noah's wives and his three, uh, and the, the sons of his three wives entered the ark. They had to take the moment and stand on what God said. It is one thing to hear God speak. It's another thing to, hear, to respond to what God speaks. It's a whole nother something to stand in what God is speaking. They had to get on this ark not fully knowing what this experience was going to be, or how long it was going to last. But God said, you will be safe in this ark. And so they got in the ark and shut it closed and prepared for what God, what God was going to do and where God was going to take him. But here's the thing I want you to hear most about standing in God's word. Oftentimes when we have seasons of dryness. It becomes about us. And if you hope to move through those seasons, 
I challenge you to make, it, make your time about others. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 8 says this, but since we belong to the, to the, to the day, let us be sober, having put on the, chest, the, the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the, 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 the hope of salvation. God has given you the thing that you need to stand. The question is, is are you willing to stand in it? See, when the love of Christ flows through us, it brings forth faith. God's word tells us so clearly that faith works through love. So if your faith is going to grow in a, in a season of dryness, you have to be about the business of sharing Christ's love. Serving others will be a part of the process of moving you through that season of dryness. If this is true, we, we may need to consider getting outside of ourselves and serving others, loving others in some way. It doesn't have to be big and miraculous ways. It can be just a little small thing. But moving outside of yourself and moving outside of focusing on you and focusing on others. What does all this mean in the grand scheme of things? Our journey of faith, your journey of faith, my journey of faith has at its foundation the question of whether we trust God enough to care for us through everything that life might be throwing at us. Are we willing to trust God? Because that's where Noah was once the ark was finished. Now the question became, Noah, are you going to actually trust God? He gave you what you needed to make the boat. Are you going to trust God enough to get in it and remain in it until God says it's time to come out? Growing our faith in season of dryness, we have to respond to the question, do you really trust God? Do you trust God? Do you trust God that he is with you in the season? Do you trust God that he will remain with you in the season? Do you trust God that he will move you through the season of dryness? There's no other way for you to move through your seasons of, dry, of dryness. There's no other way for you to grow your faith in seasons of dryness. Unless you trust God. And I was at that point when God said to me, this is going to be a season of writing. Because for me, I had no framework for what that even could mean. Because it is such a struggle for me to write. But all God wanted from me in that moment because I heard this was, just speak what's on your heart. Don't worry about what's actually getting on the page. 
So I had to utilize hitting that, hitting that mic button on my computer, excuse me, and just speaking it. Just getting it out, getting what was in here out. And what came out over the course of two years was not just the book that recently got published, but there's three others just waiting in the wings for the right time. God will call you to things that are outside of your reality. So when I think about that, it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with God because I was willing to trust that he was taking me somewhere that maybe I didn't even want to go. So growing your faith in those moments will require you to trust God. I want to remind you about Noah's journey of faith. Genesis chapter 6 and 7 tells us uh, at different points that Noah did, not, did all that he, uh, God commanded. And, and, and we can even see Noah's faith journey, that there, are, that there were starting points, there were stopping points. There was places of success and places of failure. Yet God stood, I mean, excuse me, Noah stood in the moment and trusted God. As I said, he was 600 years old. That's just amazing to me. So let me, let me leave you with this. Hebrews 11, the first verse says, now faith is the assurance of the things hoped for and the conviction of the things not seen. When we are in seasons of dryness, we can't see. We can't see what's next. But yet, if we stand in faith and trust God, our faith will grow because we are convicted. We are convicted by the one who is able, who is able to bring forth his will in our lives, in us and through us. So again, I say to you, listen, respond, and stand. And those seasons of dryness will produce growth in your faith if you're willing to do those three things. Amen? Let me close this in prayer. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for this time. May you be praised, may you be glorified, may you be honored. God, I pray that though there were many words that flowed from my tongue, I pray in, in the hearts of each person here, you will bubble to the top the one thing that you desire them to hear, not because I said it, but because you desire it for the work you are doing in them and the work you want to do through them. So may it be so for the greatness of your kingdom, for the glory of your kingdom, and for the production of someone else outside of us capturing who you are so that they might be transformed as well. Hmm. 
So I say thank you in advance in full expectations on the way in which you will move through these young people as they take the time, as they take some time over the next week to listen, respond, and stand. May it be so in the name of our Lord, our Savior, our Christ,